This episode is brought to you by Element. That's L-M-N-T. What's Element? Element is the product that came into my life at exactly the right moment. I've been training hard. I've been sweating like a maniac. But unfortunately, after my sessions, I could never kick that feeling of dehydration. It didn't matter how much water I drank. In fact, the more water I drank, the worse it got. My body was telling me, you need more. You need electrolytes. But I refused to go and buy some sugary sports drink and put that garbage into my body. Enter Element. What's Element? It's a tasty electrolyte drink mix. That's right. I said tasty. They have seven different flavors. My personal favorite is mango chili. But most importantly, it's got no sugar. It's got no gluten. It's got no garbage. There's got no guilt. Take it. You'll feel better. You won't feel like a bum after you drink it. You won't feel any guilt after taking it. To get your element today, go to drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Again, that's drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Get yours today. Welcome to the 200th episode of the Advanced Training Podcast. Now, this episode is going to be completely and totally sick because what we're going to talk about today is what it means to be a freak. And what it means to be a freak in my world of football coaching and football and in our world of advanced training. Now, traditionally, when you hear the term freak when it comes to sports or training, it's that guy's a freak. That guy's a freak because he has some genetic gifts that nobody else has. He can eat whatever he wants. He still has a six-pack. He can train as little as he wants, and he still runs a, a 4-2-40. He, he looks like that guy Metcalf from the NFL, that wide receiver that you could see every, every part of his body. You could see every chisel in his body. That guy's a freak. But for us, freak, it doesn't mean that. It's really about your character. It is things that you don't have genetically, but it's things that you do and represent mentally and emotionally and with your character. So what we're going to do in this podcast is we're going to talk about what the, the word freak means to us. It's actually an acronym. So every letter in that word freak means something to us. What it means to us in football, what it means to us in advanced training, and to top it off, we are giving out our first ever freak awards at advanced training. And this, this idea actually came from Rob Wild, not me. He said, Coach, end of the year, we should come up with awards for advanced training. And I thought it was a sick idea. And I w- always wanted to link it back to what we want to have these guys do or be. And do or be, not just at training, but even when they're not around me. Like when they're out in a club and they're about to maybe do the wrong thing. Or they're going out to dinner, maybe they're going to eat the wrong thing. And they say, man, am I being a freak right now? Am I being a freak right now? They feel a little tired. They don't want to show up to a workout. Am I being a freak right now? Uh... My, my brother is going during training, and I'm not cheering him on. Am I being a freak right now? I feel a little dead during training. Am I being a freak right now? So to me, by giving out these awards, it's really going to help these guys put it in the back of their mind. Hey, am I being this freak? Am I doing what I said I was going to do? Am I being the person? Do I have the character that I said I was going to have? So let's get into it. So first off, what does freak mean? So freak is an acronym. For us, the F stands for fearless. The R stands for relentless. The E stands for energized, the A stands for authentic, and the K stands for keeper. Now let's talk about each one of these in a football sense. From a a fearless perspective, our team, it should fear no one and nothing. Our players should fear no one and nothing. Oh, I'm going against the best corner in the league? I don't care. Ooh, I'm a defensive end and that offensive tackle is the best guy in the league? I don't care. And we embrace rather than fear failure. That's right. I'm not scared of failing. I'm going to learn if I fail. I'm going to give it everything I got. I'm going to line up again and make you go against me again. I'm going to shoot that hole. I'm going to shoot that gap because I think that they're running ISO or they're running counter to that side. I'm going to shoot that gap from the backside and make that play. I'm not scared of making a mistake. 
I'm not going to be scared if I, uh, a wide receiver beats me. I'm going to line up against them again, and I'm going to go right back at them because I'm going to learn from every time that I do fail. And as an organization, we're not going to have this fear of missing out, a.k.a. FOMO. I'm not going to worry about what the other programs are doing. I'm only going to worry about us. And if you watch the man in the arena with Tom Brady, that's a key thing he says in like the first or second episode about the Patriots organization. Everything else is noise. We don't care about what other teams are doing. We can't. We've got enough stuff to worry about. We look inwards. We also have no fear of looking different or being misunderstood. Oh, yeah, we're going to go for it on fourth down. I don't care if your little uh, world tells you you're supposed to punt. We don't think so. Oh, we're going to throw an onside kick every now and again. I don't care if you think you should never do that. Who cares? Oh, we're going to run a 3-5 defense. Well, who wants to do that? Uh, we are. We are. All right? So these are things that have happened in football programs I've been in since uh, I started coaching high school football 20 years ago of not having a fear of looking different. Oh, we're going to run a double-wing offense with no wide receivers. That's stupid. Well, not for us it isn't. We believe in it. We live and breathe it. We embrace it. So that's what the, the F means, the fearless means for football. Now, we get to advanced training. What it really meant was, in terms of our competition, is who's the guy in advanced training that also feared no one and nothing? He'd go head-to-head with any person at a challenge, would never back down, but might throw himself into the ring every now and again, but didn't show any hesitation to do any challenge against anyone. Didn't complain about the challenge. Oh, my God, coach, it's so hard. No, just went in and did it, never said a word. Also, it was about the person who you would be most scared to compete against in a competition because they weren't scared. Their lack of fear made you scared. Their lack of, oh my God, this is too rough. That that put a little uh, nervous, put the little bugs in your stomach, right? The little butterflies in your stomach. Oh God, I'm getting a little nervous going against this guy. So our crew, they voted. The results are in. And uh, this is an interesting one because it's the only one where we have three people that win an award. So for each one of these, we're going to have an honorable mention and then we're going to have a winner. This one actually had a tie at honorable mention. And it's really fitting the guys that had this tie... Because they went head-to-head last week in the Final Four, and it was just an awesome event. One of them set the best time of anyone in the Elite Eight, and then was so tired that was they were barely able to compete in the Final Four, almost quit, but dragged themselves off the ground and competed. Then the other one shocked the world, really hasn't been part of advanced training ever, and they get themselves not only into the Elite Eight, not only into the Final Four, but now into the championship, and this guy... By right, he should have went second in the Final Four, but because he saw his brother, his buddy tired, his buddy unable to, to thinking on he was unable to go, he said, you know what, I'll go first. So these two guys, the two honorable mentions tied for Fearless are Shalasi and Weintraub. And man, I, I will double down on this. I've never heard these guys back away from a challenge or say, uh, Coach, uh, I just can't do it, not today. I mean, well, Shalasi kind of did say, Coach, I just can't do it, not today. But! In that one instance, that was the only time I heard him say it, he got up and he went. He got up and he went. And it's pretty sick that his boy, Weintraub, said, I'll go first to give him a little bit of a breather to let him go. So, pretty big deal. This is, this is like a, this is a, a, a sick category in my mind, fearless. So that's, those guys are tied for honorable mention. And the winner of this year's Fearless Award is Tom Galley. That's right. The guy I've been talking about all year. The guy that... I think there was a, a, like, I don't know, like a 12-week period where whenever he was there, at any training competition, he won. Either his team won, or if his team lost, people threw him into the ring, and he just kept winning and winning and winning. So, Galley, congratulations. Oh, by the way, 
Galley is going into the finals this weekend. That's t- two days from now against Weintraub. So they got the honorable mention. You got the winner going head to head this weekend. And and I cannot wait to do a podcast on this ep- on uh, what happens this weekend because the challenge is completely and totally sick. Let's see how fearless they are when they see what I throw at them Sunday morning. Okay, now we're gonna go to R. Relentless. <laughs> so in football, the relentless part is we never, ever, ever, ever give up. It doesn't matter if we're down by 100 points. It doesn't matter if we're supposed to get blown out. It doesn't matter if the, the bus gets six flat tires on the way to a road trip. We don't care. We don't give up. If we get knocked down during a play, we get right back up. If, I get, if I'm the right corner and I get knocked down by a wide receiver on a stalk block and the ball's going to the left, I get up and I get back back up and I go and try and tackle a guy. I tackle him like I'm the only guy on the field. If, if you're a running back and you have the ball, our defense is going to hunt you down and rip it from your hands. If I'm that running back and uh, there's no hole, I'm making a hole. And we're playing through the end of every single whistle. We are relentless. There is no quit in us, not at all. So, that's the football side. For the advanced training side, relentless is pretty much the same thing. That person's not giving up. Uh, they'll, they'll, they're finishing a challenge no matter what. doesn't matter how fatigued or burnt they are. If they have nagging pain, they're training around it. They're not calling me saying, Coach, uh, my right hamstring's a little tweaked. Uh, Coach, you know, uh, I had a rough night last night. No, they're getting up and they're training. And no matter how many times they lose in challenges, they don't care. They're getting back and they're challenging again. Because this, this happens a lot in our world. Guys will lose a challenge, you'll never see them again. There were, there's been times in advanced training where a guy had the belt. He loses the belt, never came back to challenge ever again because he suffered that loss. And to me, that's where your character is defined. What It's actually revealed, not defined. It's what do you do when things are bad. Not when things are good. What do you do when things are bad? So again, we had people vote. Who's the guy that you think best represents the R, relentless and advanced training? Now the runner-up, he's a guy that, you know, coming into this thing, I didn't think he was going to show up all that much. About two years ago, he came to a, a workout, and he just helped move the equipment around, which I thought was cool and odd at the same time. I'm like, how is this guy not doing this? But why is he staying here and helping me set up drills? So then... He came back, and when he came back, I really didn't think he was actually going to... I should say came back. He actually started advanced training. He had done sprinting with us last year, but he's a bigger guy. He's a tight end slash offensive lineman type body, but scarily athletic for a guy that big. And what we found out was that not only was he scary, scarily athletic, he was also like the sick mastermind with puzzles. He's like, for some reason now, training himself on a Rubik's Cube, and I think he got it. He sent me some video. I couldn't download it the other day, but this guy's a like a, a savant and... He, he started out advanced training where he could not do sliders. It was just, I'm too big. I can't get it done. You know, it was a, the first workout him and me and Marechko did. He was puking and just couldn't finish. Well, now he won't quit. He won't quit. And his teammates recognize that, and they see that he's getting better and better every week. And that honorable mention winner is Mark Strange. So congratulations, Mark. I'm certain this means a lot to you, especially on this journey you've been over the last year and a half. So... Congratulations. Well-deserved. Now, the winner, another guy who's been on his own journey. In high school football, he was more of a role player than a star player. When he came to join advanced training, a lot of guys were like, oh, does he fit our mold? He's a quiet guy, we thought. Uh, 
He's a reserve guy. He didn't say much playing high school football. How, how's he going to interact with these bunch of lunatics that we had who were just dedicated and obsessed with the weight room? And when he first came out, he, he wasn't very good at all. And I was worried about him. I was kind of altering some drills to make sure that he can get through it. And now, <laughs> you heard about him two weeks ago. This is a guy that was smoked, completely smoked in the Elite Eight championship. Sorry, uh, playoff match. But somehow he beats the number one seed, Joe Marechko. And he still smoked, and then he goes out with no rest, no break. You know, I'm talking about two to three minute break, going against the best of the best galley, and boom, he finishes. In fact, his time in that final four was better than both Shalasi and Weintraub's time. Fortunately, he lost to, to Galley, who got it done in like 33 seconds. But Wallen had the second best time overall. I just let it slip, but I'm sure the guy knows who he is. Congratulations, Rob Wallen. You had the highest amount of votes for Relentless. I think it's well-deserved. Your journey is sick. You embody, to me, what advanced training is all about. You are not a genetic freak, my friend. I think you know that. But you are getting every ounce of talent you have out of your body, and you just keep getting better and better and better. And you guys you're trading with recognize it. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Okay. The next one. E. So we did the F. We did the R. We're going to E. Energized. So in the football world, in the football world, you're bringing energy to everything you do. And I'm a firm believer, believer that you are either taking people's energy or giving them energy in your interactions. Just think about a teacher you have who talks like this, and is putting everybody to sleep. You go to a conference, and somebody's giving a presentation. They're either putting you to sleep, or you're sitting on the edge of your seat. This is the same thing about a way a coach should coach, right? A coach is in a meeting. He shouldn't be in this monotone voice. He should be giving you energy, right? He's like that generator. He's sparking you guys up. It's the same thing when a player goes into a practice field. They are energizing everyone around them. They're getting everybody pumped up. They're making, there's never a bad practice when that person's around. Everything we do, everything we do becomes higher energy because of you. And in my mind, we should practice with high energy. We should lift weights with high energy. We should coach with high energy. We should play with high energy, right? We should be a high energy group of guys. We should be like that cheetah chasing after that animal with everything we got. We don't have to do it 24 hours a day, so we limit the amount of stuff we do, but when we do it, we should be super high energy. So these guys uh, shouldn't be showing up to a workout dead, right? Even if they're tired from the night before, are they getting ready? Are they getting everybody else ready with their energy? So let's talk about what the energy means at advanced training. So every session, these guys are bringing energy. They're coming out of their car screaming, hooting, hollering. Even during the week in their group chats, they're talking. Let's show this is a PG line. I heard got people's parents listening to this. They're talking smack all week on a group chat. You're you're a training. They're constantly calling somebody out. You soft. You are going too slow. Pick it up, or they're cheering somebody else on. You got this. Let's go. Don't quit. And when you're training with this person, it's almost impossible not to get better because they're just energizing you. Either they're pissing you off and trying to make you better, or they're encouraging you and you're getting better. So again, we have an honorable mention. We have a winner. And the honorable mention winner, uh, this guy's pretty good at uh, the smack talking. I got to hold back again. We got some parents listening to this thing now. This guy's great at smack talking. He's great at training too, but uh, you know, he, you wouldn't know it outside of a training world. Outside the training world, He's this high-profile businessman. He drives a nice car. He could talk to you about mergers and acquisitions. But he's really good 
during training about talking smack. And at the beginning, I'm talking about the beginning of his training life, I was a little worried because he wasn't a dude at that point. I was like, somebody's going to punch him in the face. He's making comments to the wrong people. And he's a big kid, but I don't know if he can lift a lot of weight and fight. I didn't know. But now he can kind of back it up because you see what he does on the field. Anyway, this year he comes back and he gets into it a lot with the guy that won. So this guy's the honorable mention, but he got into it with a lot of the, with the guy that won. So it, I think it also helped him with this award because he was going toe-to-toe with the guy who was the most energized guy we had. And this guy is Nick Carroll. So he's, he's a gr- – and I'll say this too. I'm thinking about before he came back to training with us because he had moved away. The best tough man we ever had was Nick's last year here. And I, I am certain – like in my mind, even though my memory could be bad, in my mind, the thing that sticks out in my head is how much he was screaming for everybody else to do great. In tough man's before that, guys were almost like cheering against each other to win. But in that that year, this guy was like exhausting himself, screaming for other people to do better. Anyway, he comes back, Carol comes back, and he goes constantly talking it up, good and bad, cheering for his team, right? Sometimes getting back, yelling at me for maybe screwing him up in a drill, but then going back and forth with people that were coming at him. I remember one thing, too, that we were taking a long time on a farmer's walk hole in the middle of a workout, and uh, Joe Marechko had to leave for practice, and he was yelling at Carroll's team for going too slow during their drill, and Carroll just stared at him and held the farmer's walk for as long as he possibly could. So, Nick Carroll, congratulations for the energized, honorable mention. But, that leads to who won. Well, who won was, in fact, Joe Marechko. So, in terms of points, uh, well, this is, this, I'll just, I don't want to go give all the gory details out about the voting, but this is like one of the highest amounts of points. The most amount of people actually voted for Joe Marechko for this. So, the most amount of people for Energized, he got the most votes, but in terms of all categories, this ties the most amount of votes that someone else got for another category. I'm not giving away all the secrets, but in terms of people voting for a name, Joe Marechko got the most amount of votes for Energized. In fact, he got the most amount of votes in mo- if you compar- compare all the votes across categories. He kind of fits into to every one of those categories, except uh, I think there was only one category he didn't get one vote for, but everything else he was like in the, the top three or four. Having said that, Joe Marechko, he... He is like, uh, he's almost like the rowdy, rowdy piper of advanced training because he knows how to get under people's skin. He will talk trash all week to everyone, specific, uh, sorry, including me, right? The workout stinks. You're crazy. You don't know what you're doing. He'll talk trash to other people on other teams. But at the same time, you're not going to get a more loyal guy for their own team. Like this guy would fall on the sword for his own team. So, he brings a lot to the table. He is a, a pain in my butt. Again, we got parents listening. He challenges me all the time, mentally, physically. I, sometimes I think he's just playing games or trying to play games with my head. But this is a well-deserved award because when he is at our training session, everybody's different. They're either motivated by him, cursing, screaming, whatever, or they're motivated because of him because he's talking trash against them. So, Marechko, congratulations for the Energized Award and congratulations for the recognition in a couple of other other categories which we will not talk about. But I will say this, Marechko also takes it very seriously if you spell his name incorrectly. He will not let an opportunity go by to correct someone who has spelt his name incorrectly. Well, Marechko, for this voting, people had to manually type in who they were checking, and I've never seen the blasphemy in the way a name, his name was spelled ever in my life. So, Joe, maybe one day 
when uh I don't know when things calm down a little bit I will show you some of the results and you could see how people have spelled your name sometimes without an R even though your name's Marechko uh, sometimes with a bunch of A's I don't know I don't know what people were thinking the other one that was spelled completely and totally wacky was Wallen like uh it, thank God I saw Rob and a W otherwise I would have no idea who Wallen was so again congratulations Joe Marechko on E now we're gonna work our way to authentic now this one this one rings home for me because I remember when I went to go see Dr. Tom, and he said, look, why do you even care about this? You're a, a 40-year-old guy. Why do you care about getting that extra body fat off? And I said, I am a trainer, and I feel stupid trying to train people and tell them to eat healthy, and I'm fat. Even though I think I'm doing everything right, I just don't feel right. And he said, you want to be authentic. I was like, yes. I want to be authentic. So that's what this A stands for, is being authentic. And so from a football perspective, if we think about being authentic, it's about being where you say you're going to be and doing what you say you're going to do. Am I going to come to practice? Yes. Am I going to come to the lift? Yes. Well, then you aren't going to miss practice and you're not going to miss a lift. Uh, am I going to go in the B gap? Yes. Am I going to cover the number two receiver? Yes. Am I going to go when the, the snap count is two? Yes. Right. That, to me, is authenticity. You do what you say you're going to do. You are a walking billboard of the program. So you don't go to practice and do everything right, and then you're out at night uh, you know, snorting lines of Coke or drinking beer on the corner. Right. Everything you do... You're the same person. You don't act a certain way in front of the coaches and then go be a different person at the party. You are always prepared for everything you're going to do, right? You come to a meeting with a notebook in your hand. You're ready to go. What am I going to learn? You're just ready to go. And if you do screw up, you're accountable for your own actions. Coach, I was late. No excuses. I'm not going to blame my sister who was supposed to have the car and then went out and left me stranded. No, coach. I was late. I apologize. That's it. I'm not going to blame a teacher for failing me, right? I'm not going to blame my alarm clock because I woke up late. And with that, at the same time, you set the higher standards for yourself. You're mad, more mad at yourself if you messed up than anybody else's. So to me, this one rings true. Also, I thought it was pretty cool. I wasn't in the uh, the voting for this, but somebody put me in for this one. So thank you very much. I will not award myself with that trophy, but I did like that someone actually threw my name my, threw my name into the ring for this one. So for advanced training, it's essentially the same thing. Are you going to do what you say you're going to do, right? Am I going to? I said I'm going to show up. Did I show up, or am I getting a soft point, right? I said I'm going to show up, or am I late? Nope, never late. I'm authentic. Did I make it to a session? Yep, I'm authentic. Am I a man of my word? Am I bringing the highest level of honor to myself and to this program? Because and, and, and people need to think about this in an advanced training world. There's a lot of ways you could be dishonorable, right? There's a hundred you could, if you, if you really wanted to be a jerk, you could steal one of our weights. Uh, you could sabotage another guy's challenge, right? You could do a lot of stupid things within advanced training that our guys just don't do. And I really do love that thought about being authentic. Or are you going to a training session doing everything right, but then uh, you're going out right after the training session and you're drinking a six-pack and eating a pepperoni pizza, right? That's not authentic. That's just you say you're one thing and you're not. You're another thing. Now, the two guys that are the – one's the honorable mention. One is the winner. They're like cut from the same cloth and they're really good friends. And like, man, boy, do they embody what this is. 
The first guy is Billy Blanco. I mean, <laughs> he's a guy that I have the utmost respect for. And when you when you look at him, he just you have to respect Billy Blanco. Anyone who's ever been around Billy Blanco respects Billy Blanco. I've said this before that Coach Hench has said there's never been a bad practice when Billy Blanco is around. And to me, he just does what he says he's going to do. He is where he says he's going to be. And if he's not there, then you think something is completely and totally wrong. In fact, when I was thinking about, like, comeback player of the year, I was thinking about Blanco because last year he was a bit off. Uh, You know, he wasn't at every training session. This year... He was a runner-up, and and let me preface this with, last year was in every training session because he had a lot of things going on with work. He he was where he had to be at work. He has one of the most, uh, I won't say what he does for a living, but he has one of the most respectable jobs on this planet. He's a guy that I would trust anyone or anything with. Like in my family, I'd let him watch my dog that I love more than anything. Blanco, take my dog. I I respect this guy this much. If I had a daughter, I'd say, Billy Blanco, you could marry my daughter. I, I love this guy. I trust him. And... This year, his attendance went from, like, say, one of the lowest in the group to one of the highest in the group. He made this a priority. He had such a great transition from the year before, and he really, truly is a man of his word. He threw himself into the ring on the, I think it was the Helen of Troy challenge. It was this horrible, horrible challenge that we had to do. He said, I'll do it. I'll do it for the team. But he's always that guy. He's the same way in football, same way in the weight room. He is an absolute man of honor. And one thing to know about Billy Blanco, do not, if you like your teeth, do not say... Watch out. <laughs> Don't say it. Drive some crazy. Say, excuse me. Say, uh, can I get past you? But do not say, watch out. So, Blanco, congratulations on the honorable mention. Very well deserved. Now, the winner of this award, I said cut from the same cloth. These guys are friends. Is Pete Baraji. And this guy, man, does he, does he embody authentic? First of all, he has the highest attendance rate of anyone in the program. So, he, he wins that award straight up. Attendance, perf- almost not perfect attendance, but damn near it. He's got it. The second thing is, he basically put himself in a situation where he lost the Final Four because he made concessions to Shalacia Weintraub to allow them to postpone the playoffs while they go on a bachelor party. And like this is what's admirable about him. I wonder, I'm, I'm assuming this is why so many people voted for him. Remember I was saying Marechko before had the most votes of anyone for a category? Well, Baraji tied him. So those guys had the same amount, like this, this highest number of votes for their category, that volume of votes. Again, I don't want to get into all the gory details. But let's just say uh, there's 20 votes out there. Baraji got the highest volume of votes for Authentic, and Moresco got the highest volume of votes for Energized. But in total, that amount of votes was the highest in any category. So, Baraji, these guys respect you. You've earned it. Uh, you are an admirable guy. And to me, you also, you just, you know, admit that this guy's authentic. He does what he says he's going to do. He's in this accountability group. He's texting guys about carrots. But I don't know when he's doing it, but he's texting about carrots. Who texts about carrots? Are they good for you? Are they bad for you? What are we talking about? You know, like, he, he is all in. He's constantly thinking about this stuff. And he really is, you know, if he's wearing that advanced training shirt and he's not around me, I'm like, he's a walking, he's a billboard of this program. That's what this guy is. That's why he deserves that shirt. And I honestly thought that he was going to be in the championship this year. And, man, he, he kind of just put himself admirably in a situation. He Ned Starked himself, but that authenticity put himself in a situation where he gave those guys an extra shot. And with this challenge, you never know. We've only had one guy win the challenge twice because there's so many variables. Uh, and now we're going to see. What's Baraji going to do during this tough man? I already know he's ready for it. So, Baraji, congratulations. Well-deserved, man. You completely and totally deserve it. Okay. 
we're going to go to the last category, K. K stands for keeper. Coming from, am I my brother's keeper? Because it's not just about you, right? If you're on a football team, it's about you helping everybody else. It's about you making sure that the guy next to you, you're not going to allow him to take a playoff because you wouldn't allow him to do it to himself. It's not about you. It's about him. You're not going to allow that guy to mispractice because you're not going to allow him to do that to himself, right? We know anything we do to ourselves, we're doing to the team. So you know that, and you're helping that person, and you're helping the team. You don't talk behind anybody's back, right? Because you know that's going to hurt everybody else. So if you're at, and also, like, uh, if we're out, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. My, my friend picks up his car keys. He's a little buzzed. Do I let him drive? Nope. Not doing it, right? Or we're, we got a game tomorrow. My, but my best friend says he's going out. Nope, you're not going out. We got to be ready. We got to get our sleep. We got to get ready. So that's what this keeper stands for. And I told the story before, but I'll tell it again, is that when I became a head coach, I was trying to tell the parents that we need to stick together. We need to be each other's keepers. And what I did was I showed this picture of two wildebeests. And the way wildebeests defend themselves against their predators is they line up with their heads in opposite directions and stand right next to each other. So the horns of one wildebeest are at the hind side of the other one. And the horns of the other wildebeest are at the hind side of the other one. So they basically create this little mini fortress with his horns at both sides. And nobody can attack their hind side. If they stay like that, they will not get attacked successfully by any predator. It's the second that one of those wildebeest runs away that they're dead. Right? As soon as you blow that cover, you're dead. So I was talking about this to the parents. We're going to do some crazy things. We're fearless. We need you to stick with us. The second you talk behind somebody's back, the second you undermine somebody, the second you run away, we're all dead. So that's what this, this wildebeest story was about. Now let's relate it back to advanced training and keeper. So what does keeper mean to us? So keeper to us is the same thing. We had teammates this year, and it was about making sure your teammate didn't fail. Call the guy up. Where are you? You going to be late to training? No. Okay. Uh, don't forget the belt. If you forget the belt, you get penalty points. Don't forget the belt. Bring the belt. Or when they're in the drill, you can't stop. Can't stop. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. And then take it to another level. They would even cheer for their teammates when they were going head-to-head with them. So I'm battling you. I'm still going to cheer for you. So with respect to the advanced training voting, we had, again, two guys. We got an honorable mention, and we got a winner. Now the honorable mention, this guy already won an award. This guy is energized. He's talking smack to me and everybody else. But I said when he was talking smack, he was also cheering on his teammates. And he really was religious about getting his team ready in terms of strategy, in terms of getting there, in terms of figuring out who's going to be there, who's not. And he just had this ride-or-die mentality for the junkyard dogs. So, Moretzko, you are the only guy, even though you are, again, pain in my butt, you're the only guy in this uh, voting that actually got two awards. So the honorable mention, Joe Moretzko for being a keeper. And Joe, he actually, and outside of advanced training, this guy coaches two sports, two varsity sports. He coaches varsity basketball, he coaches varsity baseball, and there was a time in his life where he coached varsity football. I don't, I could barely coach one varsity sport. Forget about time. What about knowledge? And this guy coaches, or has coached three, currently coaching two at the same time. And man, in terms of keeper, the kids on his team, he gets them to our advanced training sprint sessions. There'd be days we had 30, 40 guys out there running from his team. This is the basketball team, the baseball team. He stays in connection with those kids now. 
What are you eating? What are you drinking? Like he's trying to be not only their football coach, but I, I guess some form of like a, a life coach to be a mentor to these guys. So he's not only a keeper inside of the challenge, he's a keeper in the broader audience of advanced training. Because there are, there were times in advanced training where we had more guys showing up to the runs than we did to the to the tough man challenges. So and and he, I can't wait to see what he does this year at Thanksgiving. But I'm sure he's going to get a, a whole crew of guys there as well. So Joe Moresco, congratulations, well deserved. I'll give you a street pass on uh, arguing with me as you did earlier this week. I won't get into it. Maybe I won't. Nah, I won't get into it. Maybe I will get into it. So this is a, a quick little side, uh, this little detour from our awards. But here's a great example of Joe Morechko. I say there's going to be running on Wednesday and Friday of this week. 6.30 a.m. both days. One day we're going to run at Owl Howell. The next day we're going to run at ShopRite. He said, why don't you just make the running the same day and the same time and the same place every week so we don't have to think about it? Now, in theory, the man is correct. That would absolutely simplify things. It would make it very efficient. But I am a big balancer of efficiency and effectiveness. Efficiency and effectiveness. Now, there are reasons why I want to run at one place and the reasons I want to run at another place. And the main reason is I want to change the running surface that I am running on. I don't want to always run on the same turf. So I'm changing the running surface to help strengthen my feet, help my body adapt for a hundred different reasons. Also, I am changing the days and possibly the times based on my work schedule or other people's schedules. So I am being inefficient in that respect so I can be more effective. So he said, well, this goes against everything you ever told us. And he's like, somewhat right. But really, the other things I'm trying to teach these guys is, well, if you can't be super efficient there, be efficient in other places to make the efficiency drag in that spot less impactful. Meaning, if I wear the same type of socks every day, if I eat the same breakfast every day, if I keep my keys in front of my door and I never have to look for them, all that stuff has made me super efficient. So now I don't have to waste energy or attention on any of those decisions, and that can help me, quote-unquote, waste energy to figure out where am I running, when am I running, and, uh, you know, is the weather going to change? What's going on? Do I have to go to work at a different time this day? Any of those things may cause me to have to focus my, en- my time and attention on when that run is going to be. But these are the type of arguments, and he calls them arguments, I would like to call them conversations that I have on a weekly, if not daily basis with Joe Moretzko. I wish I was on his team so he would uh, not argue with me so much and he could be my keeper, but he, uh, he absolutely and definitely deserves this award. Now, the winner of this award, this guy is an ultimate keeper. And uh, I don't know if his guys on his team are scared to death of him or respect him or a combination of both, but, man, talk about making sure that no one in your crew misses. <laughs> like, he's calling everybody. He's driving a, cer- he's driving a young guy there who's his next-door neighbor. This guy is making sure, and he's not even on his team, by the way. He's making sure that guy gets there. One time, his, that guy didn't show up. He went outside his house and held the belt up in front of his house to shame him. So this guy is Joe Derrida. And man, he, he absolutely embodies a keeper. And things that I like about him is not just that he cared about his own team. He cared about every team. He wouldn't let anybody quit ever. Even if he was exhausted, I'd hear him yell at people, Pick it up. Let's go. Pick it up. We got to go. We got to keep going. The other thing... Is these last few weeks, he hasn't been in a challenge because he's been eliminated. He's, he wasn't in the playoffs. He shouldn't say eliminated. He didn't make the playoffs. This guy, and I was like, oh, God, people don't make the playoffs. They're not going to come to the workout. Joe D, every single workout. Joe D helping me set up the drill after every challenge. Right, so guys might be like, ah, I'm not going. I have nothing to do. I'm just going to stand at the side and let somebody else do it. No, not Joe D. So he absolutely, in my mind, deserves his keeper award. 
And, and what I really do like about advanced training is that nobody won an award where I was like, what? Like, what are these guys thinking? Are they, they're completely and totally off. Every one of these guys won an, who won an award embodied, at least in my mind, what they are. So it shows not only the character of the guys that won, but the character of the guys that voted to be aware enough to say, yep, this guy is a keeper, or yep, this guy is authentic. So pretty sick. Uh, pretty sick stuff. I'm impressed with advanced training. I'm impressed with everybody's character. And I'm also impressed with uh, Wallen's idea to make this happen. The last thing I'm going to do, I'm going to go back to Wallen's original idea, because I think it is worth stating. He wanted some other awards that were not part of Freak. I'm going to throw two of them out there. So the first one is Rookie of the Year. So Rookie of the Year, I am giving to the honorable mention is going to be Hezra. He's, he, he's an honorable mention, and he didn't come to a lot. I don't think he ever came to work out before this year. He's come to, I think, one tough man session that was for Thanksgiving, and I think he borrowed my cleats. I think he came to one session. He didn't have any cleats. I think I gave him my cleats because I just wanted this guy in the program. I was like, take my cleats. Take them. They're too small for me. Take them, and please come back. And he did come back. So, so, so this makes him a rookie. And the times he was there, this guy started off like a, a really, like he, he, he was strong as hell. But he never did this stuff. You have to get accustomed to it. And he really has impressed me. Like really impressed me. I feel like if he's able to consistently do this, we're going to have a much different conversation about Hezra next year. So Hezra, great job. Honorable mention. But the rookie of the year is actually our one true rookie, Tommy Yurchek. Uh, A.K.A. Youngblood, this guy, you know, he he got he he got a lot of votes in a lot of these categories. He just didn't land in the top two, and that's pretty sick for a young guy. He's the only high school guy we had. He's training with a bunch of old old cagey veterans, right? Like, why why is he doing this? He lives next to Joe D. A.K.A. Hank Madurkus. Who is this guy? We talk about him basically every week, but he is absolutely rookie of the year. He comes to running sessions during the week. He's driving over from Jersey. He doesn't need to do this. He just does, right? He just wants to get better. So this this is sick rookie of the year. He's the type of guy. He's my kind of guy. He's the type of guy we want in this program. Joe D, thank you again for bringing him in. And with respect to comeback player of the year, this is a guy that was in advanced training. He is an OG of advanced training. He is the first ever YouTube video on advanced training. He made the documentaries for advanced training, and then he disappeared. And they didn't want to come back because he's like, I'm not in good shape. I can't do it. Then he, like, shows up at a tough man for Thanksgiving with no cleats. And guys get mad at him. What are you doing? Like, how do you show up with no cleats? You're, you're screwing us over. Our team lost. I was on that team, by the way. But then he's like, I, I want to come back. I just don't think I'm in good enough shape. Then he comes back, and he's getting smoked. He's getting smoked right, right off the bat. But then he's getting a little better. Now he's getting a little angry. Now he's getting even more angry. Now he's starting to train during the week to get better at the tough man. Now he's starting to send guys pictures of what he's doing during the week. Now he's starting to, to talk smack during the week. I mean, this guy, he's right up there for energized. He's right up there for relentless. Right? He's, uh, he's up in all those categories. He just happened to win. So my comeback player, this is me giving my vote right now, comeback player of the year, Steve Armato. I'm so glad he came back. He was gone. He came back. But boy, does he bring a hell of a lot to the table. And I'd say he, he might be second to Marechko uh, in terms of like, during the week, I, I do enjoy the uh, the group chat. I, I do enjoy the smack talking. He's good. Uh, he's real good. And I, he keeps it up because that, that keeps guys engaged all week. We just go on Saturday morning for the most part. But he, having those little conversations keeps guys thinking about what they're going to do. It keeps it in their head. How am I going to train? How am I going to be? How am I going to act? So, Armado, I'm glad you came back. You got my, my comeback player. 
of the Year Award. All right, everybody, this week this wraps up episode number 200. I hope you enjoyed it, and the thing that I'll leave you with is, are you a freak? Are you, are you a freak? Are you doing everything you can be to be a freak? When nobody's watching, are you a freak? All right, people, thank you. This episode is brought to you by Zero Shoes, a company that is perfectly named. Why? Because when you're wearing their shoes, you feel like you're walking around completely and totally barefoot. A.K.A. like you're not wearing any shoes. A.K.A. like you are wearing Zero Shoes. Now, we've all heard the benefits of barefoot training, but who wants to walk into a gym without any shoes on your feet? First of all, it's gross, and second of all, it's disgusting. Now, the other benefits of Zero Shoes is not only are they functional, but they're also fashionable. So, you've seen many a time people walk in the gym with these minimalist shoes and they look like a freak. Not with zero shoes. You're going to blend right in. Also, they have a wide toe box so that your toes are not all scrunched together in the front like they normally are with any standard training sneaker or cleat. Now, to get your shoes, go to zeroshoes.com slash go slash MahoneyAT. Again, that's zeroshoes.com slash go slash MahoneyAT. And that zero is spelt with an X. It is X-E-R-O. Again, I'll say it again. It's X-E-R-O. Get your zero shoes today.